It's time to accelerate. Hi, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Join me as I host conversations with the leading experts in sales, marketing, sales automation, sales process, leadership, management, training, coaching, any resource that I believe to help you accelerate the growth of your sales, your business, and most importantly, you. Hello, and welcome to Accelerate. Joining me again for the second time on the show is my friend Alan Meyer, sales thought leader, CEO at North American Sales Training, and creator of the Iceberg Sales Model, which we're going to speak about today. He's an author. Uh, we, last time he was on, we talked about his book uh, about selling for introverts. And uh, keynote speaker, Alan, welcome back to Accelerate. Andy, I'm honored and thank you for calling me a friend. I'm really, truly honored to be on, on your on your podcast and uh, actually knowing you. Yeah, well, I mean, we had the great pleasure of spending a few days together at a conference last year, and that was uh, that was a lot of fun. So, mm-hmm. um, people that didn't hear the first episode may take a minute to introduce yourself, uh, tell people how you got your start in sales, how you ended up doing what you're doing today. Oh my goodness, I'm in sales for over 20 years. I started in Europe uh, selling bulldozers, excavators, and I didn't know anything about it. And slowly I climbed the ladder because I was just digging deeper, asking a million different questions. <laughs> no, it's and then later, <laughs> interesting choice yeah. of words. You're selling excavators yeah. and you're digging deeper. Okay, anyway, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just realized. Yeah, I was digging deeper. And uh, you know what? Uh, when you are 20 plus year old junior salesperson and you speak with 50 plus uh, 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 gentlemen who are owning the businesses, of course, they see you as a kid. And but I changed the approach. I was trained on a hard sell approach, and I didn't do that because it didn't result with any good stuff for me. So I actually asked million different questions, and guess what? People are starting opening up. So I dig deeper. I, I realize, you know, people will tell you everything you need to know if you pay attention, if you listen to them, if you ask uh, good, intelligent questions. Now, 20 years later, people call this uh, being an uh, introvert and, you know, like uh, building relationship uh, without hard selling. But that's actually, this was natural to me. It's natural to many introverts. And that was our first interview it was all about that. Well, it's, you could make the argument, too, that it's also natural for the way people and customers want to make decisions, want to buy, is, yeah, the hard sell causes them mm-hmm. to put up their defenses where... If you're trying to reach out and engage with someone, understand where they are, it's questions is the way to do that. Excellent. Yeah. And, and I believe actually if you don't engage, that's why sales training fails these days. And I actually last week uh, I had a presentation to a big financial company in Canada and they asked me what I think about their sales process. And I said, it's a sales process. You guys don't understand how people buy. So it's a big difference, right? Well, but that seems to certainly be one of the topics du jour in sales. I mean, the actually an excellent book published, uh, The Challenger Customer, uh, sort of the second volume from the gentleman that had written The Challenger Sale. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they identify that as one of, the, one of the key issues is that, you know, part of the problem we have selling to large organizations and complex environments is that the customer themselves really don't know how they buy. No. And and uh, also, I have another problem with lots of salespeople because, uh, you know, uh, if you're a manager, you have a big team and you train them, you give people uh, more tools, more knowledge, more books, more training sessions. But here's the problem I have. You know, you know what you need to do. And in a personal life, I know I need to lose 10 pounds, right? I know logically. 
but I don't believe I should start doing it right now today. So it's something underneath the surface. So uh, in the sales environment, managers and directors are providing salespeople lots of new books, new trainings, but people just got more tools. Behavior does not change because the beliefs are not changing. Well, and, okay, so let's, yeah. let's talk about that. So You've you've introduced this idea of what you call the iceberg sales model, which we're talking mm-hmm. about is an interesting metaphor. And yeah, obviously the sort of forming premise of this is that yeah, you know, what's really important in sales is really below the surface. It's not not the things we focus on, the, the obvious targets. Mm-hmm. And to the point you just made, that that is sales training and the conventional sales training as it's largely carried out today. So so why is that? Is it because it's just as you said, it's just purely focused on skills and that doesn't doesn't address sort of the underlying mm-hmm. behaviors that have to have to be in place. Well, uh, there are two parts. First part is all about the salespeople, right? Understand yourself to understand your clients. And many salespeople don't understand themselves, but they try to understand the clients, which is, I would say, it's a, it's a huge problem. So, what I mean by that, understand yourself. What's your state of mind when I manage the team? Uh, you know, my guys were telling me, oh, you know, I'm not going to call anybody on Monday morning because nobody pick up, picks up the phone after the weekend, right? So, and I said, is it true or is it your belief? And people believe certain things. And uh, the guy picked up the phone, we called people. Guess what? People pick up the phone. So it's not that uh, it's a true. It's a belief that salespeople have. And also believe that uh, if, uh, you know, the old saying, if you, if, if you believe you can do something or you cannot, you are totally right. So salespeople, they got lots of tools. And these tools uh, uh, create a behavior, how people do things. And well, behavior creates results, right? Yeah. So, so let's, let's break that down. Because, you know, some of the, mm-hmm. what you had talked about, let's say that, hey, the customers never pick up the phone on Monday. Yeah. That. Yeah, you know, to me that's less of an issue of of sort of having to do a sort of self belief and more about mythology. I mean, I think there's we have in sales all these myths that get brought up uh, mm-hmm. and that sort of get passed. You know, to me that's one myth, right? You know, customers never pick up the phone Monday morning. Uh, yeah, another one is like <laughs> you give a customer a proposal. Well, I'm going to give them two three days to read it, right? Because they need to have time to absorb this as opposed to following up with them right away. So we've got we could write a a series of books about the, oh, yeah. the, the yeah. myths that that exist. Oh yeah. So it seems like part of it is is you know not so much behavior though I know it relates to behavior but it's just like how do we how do we mm. sort of clear the air of these these mm-hmm. oral traditions you know passed down that 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 really you know impede people's progress. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, there is a self talk we all have stories we say to ourselves. And these stories are actually our beliefs. And beliefs are something that's below the surface. So you cannot understand people's beliefs just by observing how they act and how they interact with clients. For example, if you're a manager, you observe your team, you see their behavior, you see the result, you see the techniques and ways they approach people. But you don't pick up on beliefs if you don't work with people, if you don't uh, go uh, underneath the surface, so to say. Because everything we do, it's uh, on the surface, we have our selling skills, we have our knowledge experience, product knowledge, but there are three parts. Uh, do you believe in your product? Do you believe in your skills? And what do you believe about your customers? And this is what makes or breaks salesperson. Same thing when you speak with the client. 
So if you believe you have a great product, if you believe you can help them, then your approach, the energy enthusiasm is totally different. So you approach your clients and then you work with them to find out their state of mind. What's happening behind the closed door once you leave the appointment? So you can uncover it if you focus on uncovering the state of mind, their values and their criteria. And I'm not talking about the decision criteria, you know, committee sits around the table, they make a decision to buy something or not, but what's their buying criteria in their mind? What's truly important to the person you speak with? If a three-part team, each and every person, what's important to them? What are the values? What are the beliefs? So this is what, what I'm calling the going below the surface, digging deeper, finding out not just, uh, you know, what skills they have, or what client situation is and what the sales process looks like or, you know, uh, what are the needs and the issues and challenges. But honestly, what are the criteria, the values, their identity, their mission, their purpose, everything what makes the person person. Okay, so we're going to go back and unpack yeah. this a little bit. So, sure. So, I mean, it's probably safe to say that the, the vast majority of existing sales training is focused on skills development. And I mean, do you, would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. Okay. That's and so what you're saying, and and I, I believe the, the truth of that, that what you're saying is that, yeah, that doesn't really address the issue is, is if, unless we have these underlying behaviors, these, I, I call them habits, these underlying sales habits, <laughs> then... Mm -hmm. You know, skill training is kind of useless. Well, if you are proficient, if, if you are, ex I mean, if you're doing, if you're in sales for five plus years and you do things the way that you always are doing it, there is also a reason why you do things in a certain way. Why do you do what you do? Some salespeople, they want to help customers. That's fine. Some people want to make as much money as they can. Some people want to prove something to themselves or they want to beat their colleagues. And they, or they want to help other people to achieve their goals. So these are the, the, the things that we do, why we do things what we do in sales. But again, uh, you have to cl close the deal, you have to sell. But if your, uh, your team or if, if your manager does not understand your motivation, why you do things, they will miss the mark, they will just you know, go and uh, put more money on the table, here's your bonus if you reach X, Y, or Z goal. But the thing is, uh, you have to work with the salespeople to understand the values and belief structures. And then they will be able to pick up to help understand the clients and how to improve their situation by understanding their values, belief structure, the mission they have. So it's uh, something that's uh, it's not just throwing more money at the sales training because many sales training models today, they don't work. The 50% of the content that's learned during sales training is, is gone after a few weeks. Within 90 days, studies show that 84% was it, it's going to be gone because money is invested in something that people don't really need. You don't need no, more cold calling training, more objection handling training. Okay, you so need, so in yeah. place of that, what do you mm -hmm. need to be trained? Because you know you're talking mm -hmm. about below the surface. You know you've got you, managers mm -hmm. need to understand their sales professionals state of mind their values their mission their passion mm -hmm. so you're really not talking about training at all are you i mean you're talking about trying to change their state of mind or the first well, level is just understanding what it is 
First and foremost, you need to understand your team properly. What motivates them? What, why they do what they do? So their identity, their mission within the company. And the mission is not, uh, you know, the, the paper on the wall, here's our company mission. But what's their mission? They just want to keep the job. Good. Or they want to, you know, make as much money as they can. Good. Or they want to really help some other somebody, clients. They want to really help. They want to be seen as a helpful person or educate them. So understanding your team will help you understand how to approach the clients. And the problem is, you know, engaging people in the process of selling. The, nobody's, I mean, if you ask high school students, you know, what you, what, what's going to be your first job? Nobody's going to sell. I'm going to work. I, I want to work in sales. No, they end up in sales until they find something better. So this is the, the, the starting point where we throw as much money as we can on the people who are not, their heart is not in it. And engaging people in that, uh, engaging people who are just uh, going through the motion or having habits, that's also fine. If you know the uh, internal motivations that drive behavior, and these are the values, beliefs, these are the criteria that will make star salespeople or they will just go through motion and do average sales and life is going to be okay. So little changes below the surface makes big changes above the surface. If you change beliefs of salespeople, yeah, you can do this. You can sell to a huge corporation. Here's how you can do it. Here is how you can uncover your clients, values, beliefs, everything that's below the surface surface to help them to, to realize you are the best solution. Then this little change, will they will find the tools, they will find the, the, the sales process or steps they need or words or, or objection handling techniques, whatever you call it, but something that will actually increase results or improve results tremendously. So as a manager, if you're working with a sales leader, if you're a sales leader and you're working with your team, Okay, first step is you got to understand their their state of mind. You said this, you know, one of these mm -hmm. below the surfacing. So, having understood that, then is there in your model is there a preferred state of mind that you're trying to help them change to? Uh, yeah, you know, honestly, every person is different, and of course, as a manager, you have a, maybe you have a big team. You cannot work with them on an individual basis, but if you understand what are the beliefs about sales in the first place. What, what are the beliefs about the clients and the market? How do they feel about the company and the products they're selling? What motivates them to succeed? So that's like a first, first part. And then the second part is how to help your people, your sales team to uncover the client's motivation. What's their buying process or, or decision-making process, but the value-based, uh, not value, sorry, wrong word here. Uh, what are the criteria to make the decisions what's the buying criteria so if your organization struggles to meet sales today ask yourself should i throw them send them to a five-day or two-day sales training that will teach them better call calling skills and objection handling skills or should i actually teach them how to uncover clients values and beliefs and state of mind to really work with them to be on the same side to be the the choice that they want to go with and so what are the the keys, what are the tools that you give people to help them uncover the mm -hmm. criteria, the state of mind, the values of their customers? Because you're really you know, talking about a dual assessment, right? Sales leaders need to understand state of mind, values, mission of the individuals mm -hmm. that are on their team. 
And having done that and assessing that, you also though have to in a mere sort of mirror image, you also have to do the same thing with your with your customers. Right. So how can you engage people in a true dialogue, not monologue or engaging in a sales process? Because if you read books like a challenges sell, there are different personalities, or if you go through disc uh, disc assessment, it's it's all fine. But it's not important if your salespeople are introvert or extrovert. It's not important. If there are if there are I don't know D's or I's or S or C's, mm-hmm. more important is how they can understand who their clients are, and then there are two parts: how to develop your senses, sharpen your senses to pick up the, all the signals and all the all the all the all the all the all the, all the, all the signals uh, to understand with whom you're dealing with, and also how to change your behavior. So behavior of flexibility is the key. If you're a salesperson, you can be an introvert like I am. But if I speak with the A-type sales a buy, buying agent, guess what? I need to be flexible to be more like the other person so they can open up my ears and engage with me in a dialogue. So really, when you're talking about that, in terms of understanding the customer's decision criteria, how they intermix with their values, what's in it for them, so on, it, the description, as you're saying, it's really about practicing empathy. It's that's a good point. Practice empathy. It's it's a good starting point. I would say, yeah, it's a. a I actually trained a one software group recently, and they had a big challenge of engaging people in the dialogue. And I actually trained most of them. They were engineers, so they were based on facts. But uh, when you speak with your clients, of course, here's the problem I have. Everybody's pitching the product. Instead of pitching, stop doing what you're doing. Ask questions. There are major groups you can ask about the facts opinions and emotions and fourth part is hot button or decision criteria so when you speak with your clients when you start interacting with them engaging in dialogue asking questions you should be able to pick up understand if they are saying something oh guys i hate dealing with salespeople. so that's not a fact-based comment it's emotional and how to dig deeper and ask emotional based questions to understand what's happening behind that and how to transfer it into the fact-based conversation and then also opinion-based conversation and how to uncover the good actually the criteria that will make or break the deal for you so it's all about questioning skills but it's not just base question skills like uh, if you approach somebody asking hey you know what challenges do you have none do you have any needs no so that's not really intelligent way of uncovering the situation so what are the questions then that you uh, you know, if you can give examples of questions mm-hmm. that you ask, that you start, you know, uncovering. So we move from and be able to separate facts from opinions, from mm-hmm. emotions, as you talked about. Because in my mind, it's I really, yeah, I can find the facts and opinions, but it's really the emotions that are going to drive that engagement that give you the sale eventually. Well, once you develop your sensors, you'll pick it up easily because you you know when people have emotion in Latin uh, content or, or statement. You know, if I say, well, I think you guys cannot help me or just saying as a statement, you, you guys cannot help me. That's opinion, but that's not emotionally loaded uh, statement. And the problem is when you approach people who are sharing this kind of stuff, many salespeople are sticking with their own agenda, not understanding. Yes, yeah, stop with what you're doing. Focus on that. Dig deeper. What happened? Like. Ask open the question that will uncover. Like, a, you know, I'm sorry to hear that. Like, a, you know, why do you think or why do you believe or why do you feel that way? And it's all also including like a, and I explained this uh, many years ago in a triple E 
representational system approach where if people are focusing on visual elements, you talk about in visual terms. If they are emotionally, if they are feeling things, then you don't ask them why you think that way, why do you feel that way. So it's all about uh, your behavior and flexibility, adjusting yourself to your audience. And that's what not majority of salespeople are still not doing. And they pick up the phone, they book the appointment, and they don't understand why people are rejecting. Because guess what? You are not flexible enough to actually engage people in a dialogue. Well, again, so this is uh, sort of get back to the same question again. Is, is how do you how do you make this change? How do you in, inculcate this change into salespeople to have this? It really, it's emotional flexibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, on, on a consistent basis with, you know, what's sort of the training they can do? What are the, the things they need to learn to be able to apply to help them do this? That's an excellent question, Andy. Thank you so much for asking this. First and foremost, salespeople, people with five-plus years of experience in sales, they don't need another cold calling, objection handling training. They need to start actually learning things, how to uh, sharpen the sensors, how to understand with whom they are talking to. Like if the client is more visual, auditory, kinesthetic, what words, expressions, and phrases they're using to pick up all of this. If clients are proactive, reactive. If clients are general specific. If clients are introverts and extroverts or internal, external. There are so many things that people will share with you and you have to, you need to learn. I mean, there is a cheat sheet you can have to understand based on an email and like if people send an email, you can get so many good clues from within the email if you know what you're looking for. This kind of training is nobody's providing. I'm surprised. That's why we created this iceberg sales model to teach people. Guess what? You need to engage people in a conversation and hear other tools and the basic stuff first to read their mind, so to say, to speak the same language in, with one big goal. You want to people to open up their ears, to listen to what you have to say. So if I approach Andy, if I approach you today, and if I just push information towards you, naturally you will block me. You will say, no, I don't need anything. Life is good. Go away. But if I'm uh, uh, sounding more like you, you will give me a chance to, to speak about the important things for what's important to you. Yeah, well, I think this is, this is really interesting. And it's, it's um, but also seems like it seems really like a large challenge right uh, to me uh, i i listen to what you're saying i'm saying okay i, I get it i mean it makes a lot of sense because again i was saying sir i'll bring it back to you know it is a form this of is so it, easy andy you would not believe how easy this is well but it's it's a form yeah. of of empathy you're talking about but but there's so many how do you said how do you how do you as an individual what are the what are the things you have to learn to do to apply mm-hmm. And it's it's one thing to say, well, they need to be open and flexible, but but what's that really mean? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. really tactically for somebody. You know, if you're in a conversation with with a a prospect, mm-hmm. yeah, let's just start there. What what what's the first thing you have to? What's this mindset you need to have? How do you how do you develop that mindset? Because I think mm-hmm. that's yeah, you know, it, it's I get it. It seems a little complex, though. Sort of. To sort of say, people, you need to be flexible. It's you know, people sort of learn by seeing some specific examples. So, anything you can give mm-hmm. on that? Mm-hmm. Uh, great, thank you, thank you for. Actually, this is a great question. Before I answer it, just one thing: this is nothing revolutionary. This is evolutionary approach. So, whatever people are using, is it a spin selling, challenges sale, you name it, you don't need to change anything. This is like adding the extra layer to the conversation you had. So. 
you have a full control what's happening. If you want to add this to your, as a sales leader, if you want to add this to your environment, good. But you don't need to forget about challenger sales, building selling, value-based selling, whatever it's called, and switch to this. I'm not saying that. This is adding the extra level of communication. So when you walk into your client's office, here's an example. Instead of pitching in what you're doing, and this is what salespeople are still doing it, you know, small sale, complex sale, you name it. Instead of that, focus on what's important to your clients. Ask questions about that. And if you dig deeper, and there are a few levels that you need to go deeper, because on a, on a surface level, they will just answer, yeah, here's what we want to do. What's important about that? What's important about this? So there are different strategies that you can dig deeper. And I cannot, time is not sufficient here to, to give you all the examples. But as long as the mindset is different, instead of me walking in and telling people what they need to hear, why wouldn't I start with questions and understand what's important to them? And digging deeper, this is how you get to the values, your core values. You cannot change people's values, but you can change beliefs. And I'm saying this because I change beliefs on a weekly basis with people I train, with people I work with, simply because beliefs is something that we believe. For example, you can say US will win the World Cup in soccer in 2018. This is your belief, <laughs> right? And I can challenge you now. I might be delusional. I might be delusional, but yes, yeah. I can believe it. But if I if I challenge your beliefs, you first thing is you're going to defend your beliefs, right? That's why people go to wars because of the beliefs. My religion is better than yours. My country is better than yours, or my race is better than yours. These are all beliefs that people have. We believe that uh, we believe that the Earth was flat many years ago. Guess what? Now we believe it's round. So. Again, lots of things that's happening in a boardroom, so in a presentation, it's, uh, it's about people's beliefs. So you present to your client, there are five people in the room, and you want to know what's happening after you leave the room. What's discussion that we will have? If you don't touch on the beliefs, on their values, they will just say, okay, let's compare them with apples to apples, with another competitor, maybe we can lower the price here, and then you chase them based on the price, and nothing is going to happen. Or you can lose a big chunk of revenue because you need to lower the price because they didn't understand what you're proposing. It's aligned with their beliefs, with their values, even with their mission as a company or as a team. Yeah, so it, it's, and again, if I were to try to summarize mm -hmm. that into, into something, I'd say it's, it's, it's really about appealing to their emotions. I mean, it doesn't have to be. You know, well, no, but I think, but I, I serve, yeah, I, I yeah. serve, I don't want to say lump, but I serve, you mm -hmm. know, put the values and beliefs in, if I'm going to make two categories so that, you know, for people to understand the concept, it's, it's makes it simpler. Instead of saying, gosh, I'm appealing to serve, you know, three or four different aspects is, is, you know, either logic or there's emotion that mm -hmm. drives emotion, that drives decisions and beliefs and values, you know, are, are not logical. They are, no. they're more emotion based. I mean, how many times did you hear that people buy emotion and then logically analyze everything and approve the, the buying thing, right? That's, that's the mantra, I believe, in many sales trainings that teach. And, and, and whatever we do as human beings, we buy emotionally. Big corporations, they buy emotionally. I'm not saying on a spur of the moment or, you know, they love you, they're going to buy. But they feel comfortable with Andy, right? That's emotional component. Andy is there to help us. Andy will help us. Uh, you know, if something, if you have any challenges with implementation of our software or whatever, and we'll be there to help us. So yes. they feel comfortable with Alan. No, he's an introvert. He's a digital kind of guy. 
and you know he's okay he has good pricing but there is something missing right so that's the emotional component in any deal and in in this day and age honestly i mean if you compare big software solution with another big software solution the differences are probably maybe less than one percent exactly so who's the defeat who's the, the the decisive factor here it's a salesperson who's bringing this to the table you know feeling comfortable with the person or feeling like you know this well, guy is really he knows what he's talking about he's an expert and he can help us or whatever it is but the people are buying differently if i speak with the it guy he will not push me on the price he'll try to find the right solution but again his motivations are different his motivators are yeah i don't want to be yelled at on a daily basis from my boss so i need to find a solution and if i address this then i have more chances than somebody who's just gonna send them technical specifications so here's the software here's what's going to do for you here's how much it's going to cost it's a different different conversation and this is where sales people are still not engaging people in a true dialogue right oh and yeah no i, I agree 100 percent. because it's it's actually i just earlier this morning gave a webinar just on this topic and yeah one of the key aspects of what you're talking about i believe is that where we still fail is and, and in some respects i think potentially we're setting it up so it's, it's getting worse, is that we treat individuals not as individuals, but as a type. Mm. And so as long as you know this person I'm talking to, that, this customer, oh yeah, they're just like this other customer I dealt with. You know, this is, this is what they need. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, we're assuming things mm-hmm. about people instead oh, of, as you talk about, is, is you really have to deal with them as individuals because you know, people are diverse, and if you're selling, let's say, a complex product, and you know, if you take to heart what uh, they, they talk about in the Challenger customer, you know, 5.4 decision makers are actually they've now upgraded that to 6.8 stakeholders in every decision. Then, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's a lot of individuals, and that really becomes the challenge: is the diversity of people that you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's you know what we're dealing with humans. I mean. Uh, people hide behind the company. And I worked many years ago, I worked for IBM. And, you know, if you're an IBMer, you know, every door will be open to you. Yeah, but you still need to do your job. And you speak with the people who are, like, there are six, seven, eight decision makers, fine, but they're all human beings. And if you don't engage each and every person in a dialogue, then there's going to be a person who's going to be sitting in a corner who's quiet, but he will feel ignored. And when they have the decision time is coming that he will say guess what this person ignored me this salesperson only talked to to you guys and he's not he's full of bs he doesn't know what he's doing he's technically not competent competent let's forget about them let's go to another company and it's not based on facts but it's based on the on the fact that sales people didn't engage each and every person in a conversation and each and every person is unique and different so you know how it is, you know? Yeah, it, it, yeah. So, somebody's going to block you. And it's not because of your product sucks or your product is not good enough. No, because you didn't engage people in a dialogue. They didn't share their uh, first and foremost facts, then opinions, then emotions, then, then hot buttons. So it's much more complex than just having a conversation with someone. And sellers, people love to listen, but they love to listen themselves talking. <laughs> you know, and that's the problem I have. You don't need to be big talk, but you need to know how to listen and what you listen for. Exactly. Um, Alan, we're going to move to the last segment of the show. I've got some standard questions I ask all my guests. You've answered some of these before, so I've got some 
few new questions for you. Okay. And so the first one is, in your mind, is it easier to teach a technical non-salesperson how to sell or to teach a salesperson how to sell a technical product? Ooh, that's a good one. I would actually, honestly, we're talking about communication skills. If people are willing to learn, then you can teach them everything. So I actually dealt with the tech guys in the last two, three months, a lot of tech guys, and they were willing to learn selling skills. And they were willing to learn stuff that can help them engage the clients in a dialogue. If you speak with a salesperson, first and foremost, they know everything, right? Salespeople with experience, they know everything, they don't need new stuff. But also, we are sometimes rushing through things, and I would rather have a salesperson plus tech guy in a room than salesperson trying to explain something technical. Because we are looking at the things, and our nature of the job is being proactive. We need proactive research for new clients. We need to proactively... Uh, uh, you know, reach our quota and, and our goals or not maybe us, but our manager is pushing us. So we are proactive in our approach, but many clients are actually uh, reactive or even worse, if you go, if you talk about the motivational direction, people are more away from bad situation than towards goals in a technical role. Okay. And salespeople, and here's one big educational stuff I want to share with your audience today. People are either told Towards or away from. Towards means I'm chasing my goals. You know, as a salesperson, I'm chasing my goals, my quotas, my clients to reach certain things. But technical roles, they are more away from. And I'll explain this. Whole insurance business is based on a away from. If something bad happens to you, here's the protection you have. So selling insurance to a towards person would be, hey, your family can be a millionaire, but you need to die for it, right? Mm-hmm. So this is, uh, I know it's a stupid example, but this is just to show you the, the difference in the approach, in the vocabulary, in the motivation direction. So towards people are chasing something away from technical people. They have so many issues and challenges. They don't care what the solution will bring to them in the future. They just want to go away from negative situation. And for salespeople, it's so hard because it's in our core that we talk about the goals and towards something versus away from. Okay. Right, so, that, that, it's a, it's a, yeah. so that's how people buy. It's actually a buying patterns that people have. I call it language patterns, but whatever you call it, it's a motivation direction. Technical people, they are away from people. Here's the problem. I have 137 incidents on a weekly basis. I want to get rid of this. Can you help me? And then salesperson jumps in. Yeah, we can help you do this, this, and that. No, stop. It needs to be addressed on a technical level, and we are too eager, too enthusiastic to address this properly. All right. So last question for you is, what's one non-business book every salesperson should read? (laughs) Selling is better than sex. (laughs) I'm sorry, what? Selling is better than sex. No, no, non-business. 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 Well, you know what? Have you heard about Ogmandino, the greatest salesperson, salesman in the world? That's a business book. No, it's not, actually. It's a very high well, motivational book. I understand. But, okay, okay, another one, another <laughs> one. Oh, now you got me. Uh, to, to, to something that helps people grow, right? Maybe think and grow rich from Napoleon Hill. It's not business. Yeah, sort of is, but uh, okay, we might let you get over with that. Okay, I'm still missing the mark here. Nothing from... See, I think about things in terms of 
you know, I want to help people learn how to communicate better. So oh. communicate better. I like, gosh, read Shakespeare, you know, read, read poetry, read, you know, wow. what are, Wow. That's a, that's a good one. All Ooh. right. We'll have you back on. You can think about it. Okay. We'll have you back on. You can you can give us an answer then. So, so Alan, <laughs> great talking to you as always. So, tell folks how they can connect with you. It's so easy. Just uh, go to alanmeyer.com, A-L-E-N-M-A-Y-R.com, or Google Iceberg Sales Model. You'll be surprised what kind of stuff you can find. And uh, I'll promise for your audience that we have much more videos, free educational videos on this topic. Because, again, this is something that shouldn't be taken lightly. Because even in 21st century, we don't know how to communicate with our friends or families and, God forbid, with our clients. And if you learn about uh, this kind of stuff, it can help you not just in the business world, but also I believe people will tell you everything you need to know if you know what you're paying attention to. So. This, is, this can help you in every level of your life. In a business world, remember, you know, it doesn't have to be revolutionary. It has to be revolutionary to evolve from what you know, what you have. So you don't need to drop whatever you're doing. Just improve it. Excellent. Well, good. Well, Alan, again, thanks for being on the show. And friends, thank you for spending your time listening to us today. Remember, make it a part of your daily routine every day to deliberately learn something new to help you accelerate your success. And one easy way to do that is take a minute and subscribe to this podcast to accelerate. And that way you won't miss any of my conversations with top business experts like my guest today, Alan Meyer, who shared his expertise about how to accelerate the growth of your business. So thanks for joining me. Until next time, this is Andy Paul. Good selling, everyone. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you heard and want to make sure you don't miss any upcoming episodes, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher.com. For more information about today's guests, visit my website at andypaul.com.